I totally embarrassed myself last night. Not at all. Unless you consider dancing on a table, starting two fights, and barfing pretzel chunks all over the bar embarrassing. Please tell me you're kidding. Oh, and you also rammed your tongue down Nick Sim's throat right in front of Danielle. <laughs> oh, God, but she was so nice to me this morning. Yeah, I think she was as drunk as you last night, so consider it collective amnesia. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> oh, crap. So late in class. Damn book. Ha! <clears throat> Do you really think you could keep it a secret from me? How did you find out? Driver's license? Not the best picture I might add. I assume you changed my ringer too. Who, me? Never. <laughs> What'd you wish for? A new roommate. <laughs> One. <laughs> Scratch. Sorry, too many carbs. My name is Webb, and this is my co-host, Mike, and we continue our trilogy with the 2017 horror comedy, Happy Death Day. I feel like there's no reason this movie should have been entertaining, and I was entertained. Were you entertained, Mike? I'm just glad, based on your tone, that you weren't questioning this show again, like, Happy Death Day? Why are we talking about that? <laughs> um... Should it have been as entertaining? No, I'm actually still surprised. I have the numbers in front of me and 125 million worldwide on like a four point something million dollar budget, almost five. Uh, that is insane. That is a, uh, you know, the patented Bloomhouse uh, success story. Don't invest much, reap the benefits, come out with a sequel and make half. <laughs> <laughs> the next <time> <laughs> right and that's the thing i think the reason this movie works so well is because of jessica roth she is so good and so committed to this material that she's probably above and the thing is the material is so cliche it's been done and if it hasn't been done a lot it's been done by something like groundhog's day which is considered a classic so everybody kind of knows you know what you're doing it's it's they're they're not being shy about it they even reference it right at the end which i'm like eh, i don't think you needed to reference it but whatever you did do they reference it uh, in a way that uh, our main character has no idea what the dork is talking about did you appreciate that <laughs> old man <laughs> right exactly um, and come on i i understand uh, being somebody who's oblivious to film i guess but not knowing ghostbusters and not knowing bill murray like pop culture icons and, and kind of staples is uh, uh more ludicrous than than actually reliving the... i didn't know that this young lady could be more attractive but when she says i don't know what ghostbusters is 
put a ring on it. Um, it is, you know. Well, that's the thing, though. Well, that's the thing, Mike. I was bummed to find out that she didn't become like, if not the next big star, but at least kind of like a cult horror icon after this movie, right? Uh, was she too old? I'm trying to think, like, what her. Uh, she's 36. So when this came out, God, she was already pushing 30, which maybe contributed. Now, she doesn't look it. You could have told me she's 23. I'd have no idea. No. And granted, when someone's playing a, uh, well, hell, a high school student could be 25, 26, 27. So her playing college, fine, whatever. Uh, I kind of agree with you, and I do remember uh, her getting a lot of praise, which before I saw this movie, I remember film Twitter going nuts about her. And it made me think, have film dorks never seen an attractive blonde lady before? Because why, <laughs> why this one uh, of many that have graced the silver screen? But I agree with you. She does have a, a charisma that you would assume this will be a launching pad. And I'm trying to think of one thing. No. Um, <laughs> she other... does uh, have a, a on-screen appearance in La La Land, which, which I before, appreciated. Before this, though. Yeah. Um, but other than Happy Death Day to You, which I sort of took a shot at for uh, not having the uh, financial uh, fruit that this uh, first film uh, bore for Bloomhouse, Valley Girl, All My Life, Body Brokers, and Boy Kills World... I, you know, this is stuff that supposedly is all released. I have no idea what <laughs> what this is. So do we blame the the agent or is it just, you know, let's ask the tough question, Web. Is it just that hard if you're a beautiful white blonde lady? Can you just not <laughs> be differentiated from me, the other ones, <laughs> no matter how charming you are in a successful film? You know, there is a there's an episode of The Big Bang Theory where Penny, uh, the wonderful Kaylee Cuoco, uh, it kind of gives up trying to be an actress, but but then she gets like one final like uh, uh, rush of motivation, and she goes to an audition. And as soon as she opens the door to it, there is a room full of women who are I'm not saying equally as beautiful, but a room full of kind of like buxom blondes vying for the exact same role. Sure. Yes. Yes. And so. Uh, yeah, it, it must be that difficult. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, L.A. is a town with, uh, I'm sure, plenty of people uh, that know that they have to be a certain level of attractiveness in order to even get a walk-on role, a background role, be part of a crowd, right? So, yeah, I guess so, which is a shame. My hope is that Christopher Landon ultimately decides to do his Happy Death Day freaky crossover, and we get a little more tree in our lives. But I don't know. I, I don't see that happening. <laughs> I hope she just has, <laughs> you know, do another property with this filmmaker if you want. Uh, I'm going to posit that she was replaced by uh, Samar Weaving, who got the, uh, the prime first kill uh, slot in um, Scream, the last Scream, but also the... Equally popular, ready or not, you know, in the, in this genre. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> in fact, you might have been able to twist my arm and say, is that the same person? No. Okay. So, um, we've kind of complimented this young lady, but also, like, <laughs> demeaned her career or her choices <laughs> up to this point. Which is a shame because I agree with you. The premise, uh, the reason I think this was successful and the sequel is not is I don't think this is a franchise that you need to get into the weeds on. It is Groundhog Day 
the slasher film, that, that version of it. So you can easily sell it to people. And then once they're in there, she is incredibly charming. And I think you have to have that for the rewatchability. In fact, maybe she's the reason there was a sequel that they had hopes that man, people were into this fucking universe. No, I think they're into her <laughs> Yeah, in, in a fun movie. Uh, so, you know, hopefully with the, the death of, you know, Marvel on screen, we will see uh, something like, I mean, do you not think that is freaky? Like the actual sequel as far as high concept slasher from the same filmmaker. I feel like if you like happy death day, you want freaky. You don't necessarily want happy death day, the sci-fi version. That's fair. And actually, my wife and I were quite excited uh, about Happy Death Day to you. And one of the reviews that she, <laughs> her, her little Rotten Tomato blurb to me was, when the movie started and it was the Asian guy who was having the same thing, she's like, I wasn't that interested <laughs> until poor Tree got stuck in the loop again. Like, that's when I started caring again in the sequel. Yeah, don't, like, yeah don't bring your about right. ugo dorks into this. We want... <laughs> We want to see the hot people. Yeah, see them in peril. The star of Life of Pi in like a totally stereotypically geek Asian, uh, you know, <laughs> role. I was so bummed out about that. I love, uh, I think his name is Sword Sharma. I love that actor. And it was so uh, deflating to see him in, in something like Happy Death Day to you as that completely like a uh, stock character. And he was in our, our, our wonderful uh, Million Dollar Arm. Another great performance by him there as well. You know, I think uh, we, you know, we did an episode on that on off-screen death, and I think that it, you were the guest on that uh, show, and I think that we had maybe other than the three of us, two other listeners check out <laughs> <laughs> our like, you know, seven-year retrospective on Million Dollar Arm. <laughs> yeah, just a, a loss in a sea of, uh, I guess, other other sports. Um, uplifting dramedies but let's get back to more reasons why happy death day shouldn't work <laughs> it, it is a slasher you said it exactly right yeah right it's a high concept slasher but it's a pg-13 slasher so i feel like the film doesn't push the envelope enough i don't know how many pg-13 slashers there are if you look at something like freaky that kind of pushes the envelope with its violence i think it's great especially with the backdrop of uh, these uh, high school students in school with Vince Vaughn, all that, it works. This one, it doesn't. And because of that, I feel like you can't get the most out of a film called Happy Death Day. Like, the death scenes are not very uh, creative. Hmm. I didn't have that problem because I thought, since it is, uh, because of the premise, it is from the dying person's perspective every time. Once they perish, uh it doesn't matter. And she wakes up again. So I'd, I'm jolted out of the possible, I guess, grotesqueness of whatever's being done to her. And I, I feel like they, at a certain point, you know, they, they, they start to tread on dangerous grounds for me, not with the fact that it's PG-13, but the rules of it. Yet he, oh, yeah. <laughs> I do not like the fact that there's the Marty McFly... I'm fading away if I don't do this in a certain amount of time. I like that her superpower is she can die and it doesn't fucking matter. That she can put the, the puzzle pieces together. I don't like that it, we get a sequence where her the, the doctor that she's 
you know, uh, having an affair with or whatever, uh, is like, well, you're, you're like, you know, scans, you look like you've been through a lot of trauma. Like, you know, you're 75 years old and I'm, come on, man, we don't, this isn't an episode of loss. Like we don't need more details. <laughs> But you need a ticking clock, though, right? You got to have some kind of an endpoint. Otherwise, she can do this over and over, and ultimately, as the audience, we're not going to care. So the, you need something. It worked. It worked what... for Bill Murray. He just started killing himself. You know, when he when he despaired, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he started you know fucking around with it. And I guess the version of that here, she you know she goes streaking and uh, what she farts in front of another person and doesn't care because they're not going to remember it. Uh, as we said, all very charming the way it's it's delivered by this actress uh, who probably has her own. She's pivoted to podcasting <laughs> maybe at this point. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I hate that like our hobby could be someone else's pivot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with, with our numbers, I, I wouldn't think it's a good uh, business model. And actually, you know, for all of her charms, it may be, uh, you know, her skill set would be lost. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll check out and see if she actually has a podcast. But um, this is one of those that I didn't have much in the way of expectations for. Uh, I knew everyone was perving out over this <laughs> Jessica Roth. But, <laughs> but when I watched it, um, do you have this web where you go in, you're like, yeah, yeah, let's see what this is. It's probably dumb. Then you find yourself, like, taken by it. And suddenly your expectations are raised where you start nitpicking and like, no, don't do this. Like it was good. Like if you just told me ahead of time, like you're going to be like by the third act, you're going to be really complaining about something that bothers you in Happy Death Day. And I'm like, what would bother me in Happy Death Day other than it <laughs> not being over yet? And this is one of those yeah. movies. And it's also, you know, I mentioned, uh, you know, Ready or Not. It's one that I have rewatched just, you know, just for fun. Just and I never would have thought that back in, in 2017. I have not once rewatched Happy Death Day to you. I did not did not get <laughs> the same joy out of that. Other than I believe she skydives in a bikini. I I think that was one of the trailer moments. So there was that web. Did the second one, you know, up the creative kills for you that you didn't find in this version? I guess not, but what I liked about it is that it realized I was like oh, we can't do the same thing again, but let's do the same thing from a different genre perspective. So I did enjoy that aspect of it. Um, and, and I think it actually tried to fix uh, uh, one thing that's also wrong with this one is Wait, the supporting cast. Do you like this movie? I just need to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I actually do. But it's because I like it. Is that's why I'm hard on it. <laughs> you know, I I'm dis. You're you're absolutely right. My journey for this film was not giving a crap about it. Oddly finding out that I care, being disappointed in its faults, <laughs> and then upset that it's not a better movie. <laughs> it's very weird. Um, the, the supporting cast in this movie is really not up to par with Jessica Roth, right? Everyone else in it, just even her, the main love interest, uh, he's out of her league, clearly. Hold um, on. And they Flip, reverse that, right? Oh, excuse me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> I thought, blasphemy. We, we are coming at this from two completely different angles, if, that's, if that is your take. <laughs> he should be disgusted that she's <laughs> sleeping in his dorm room. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, no, she is so out of his league. And, it's fr and you know, I get it. Uh, uh, reliving the same moments over and over, she uh, ultimately finds... Uh, um, 
that she is more attracted to him because she sees his good nature and all that. What? Well, well, great. I I get it. But still, not quite there. The suspect list. The suspect list is kind of weak, and then you have to jam this like serial killer subplot into the film as well to try and create a red herring. I'll agree with you there, uh, since we're just going to attack this movie that both of us really enjoy <laughs> from the word go. Um, I'm. I was surprised on this rewatch. I was probably surprised on a, a prior rewatch that the premise lends itself to interesting investigation as far as crossing off who, who are the, the suspects and the only one that contributes, I think in any real way during that, that montage is her discovery that the sort of jockish guy that she, I guess is kind of dating or not. Um, that he's actually gay and then she has a moment where she you know lets him know like hey you know go you know we don't have to do this thing where it's like we're both like equally attractive people who are like supposed to be together during this time of our life like you know go go do your thing but as far as like her trying to find out to uh end this or better herself or or maybe correct any other interpersonal relationships You've got this thing with her dad where she won't answer his calls, which only really contributes to the annoying ringtone, which, you know, oh. that which I get. I get if you're going to if it's a trailer thing, it's like we're going to put this in so it gets stuck in people's heads for the trailer. This little jingle. And they're like, oh, happy birthday. Happy death day. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to see that. But <laughs> I always am baffled by it. Like someone changed her ringtone. What is this? What is, is she being sarcastic? The stuff with her dad. I don't care. And, you know, her her prior trauma i don't know what it is we did another uh podcast and it was on uh was it the shallows was blake lively the shark movie which i liked again because i'm i'm a sucker for the beautiful blondes of course and i I can't it doesn't bother me to admit it whereas you were very hard on it and i remember like that film she goes to get away and she can't like connect with her remaining parent i think it's also a father because her mother has passed recently I'm like, what? Yes. What is this? <laughs> like, don't, like, are we afraid that audiences will not accept this very charming uh, character, this very charming actress, for just being a college student who, you know, maybe doesn't call her dad as much? I mean, what? Why do we need some dramatic backstory for something for her to get over? The reason it doesn't work in the shallows is because that movie is straight up like, can she survive this? I think there's a proper arc for Tree in Happy Death Day. And while it's, I, I wouldn't call it trauma, I would still say the way that she is and her outlook and, and how she treats other people is influenced by some of the tragedy in her life. That, like, she can't deal with it. She's refusing to deal with her own emotions, and so she takes it out on other people. I think it makes more sense. <laughs> By farting here. and their presence, <laughs> making them deal with it. <laughs> Exactly. Blake Lively would never, even on that rock with no one around but a shark. She's still not. <laughs> I actually uh, found the bait and switch uh, really egregious because in the trailer, uh, the song they use is 50 Cent, uh, uh, you know, the beginning of his In the Club. And I was like, oh, that's great. It's a great trailer. And the song makes for a great trailer, too. Uh, this horrible, random hey it's my birthday like again like why would you change it especially for like uh, presuming she did it for the one day 
Yes. Because that's not her <laughs> ringtone. Ever, because that clues into her love interest. Like, oh, it's your birthday? Because your ringtone says it's your birthday? <laughs> I mean... In Webb's version, he's <laughs> disgusted all over again. Ugh. <laughs> Why did you ever bring you home? <laughs> no right. taste. I can do better than you. <laughs> but yes, man, despite all of my complaints, like, <laughs> it's a... It's a... <laughs> yeah. If we could make this a drinking game for this episode and get people plastered. <laughs> It's a it's an enjoyable little movie. It chugs along at a brisk pace. Um, even all the re- re- repeated days are done pretty well. Uh, one of the things that uh, Chris Landon talked about is how, uh, in order to keep things interesting, they wanted to show the frustration of the character by having the camera movements be like more erratic each time that she is uh, going back and restarting the day. I like it. I, I like little things like that. Um, I I don't know. It's it's very frustrating uh, when whenever I think about the the movie this could have been. But honestly, judging by the box office receipts, everybody dug it, and it was a fun experience at the theaters, and they moved on right past Happy Death Day to you. I mean, I feel bad for the uh, you know the filmmakers. I know the director Christopher Landon. <laughs> I found an article of, uh, where he was lamenting, like, "Hey, you know, the second one still made money. Like, goddammit. it! Like, yeah, yeah." <laughs> he's, he's talking about like, "We'll even do the third one for Peacock if they'll take us." I'm like, "Oh man, you're out there <laughs> groveling. Like, is there like really like a trilogy in this? Like, was that was the was that really the intent? Because it's one of those things I can understand." Bloomhouse, I can understand, you know, if you had fun on the set, you'd be like, "Hey, we could, we could come up with something." But that's that's where I always pause it, like. You know, I'm I'm not trying to really <laughs> like shine on uh, Landon and Jessica Roth here, but it's like just do the Scorsese De Niro thing. Like, if you want to work together again, come up with something else and and do that. Like, uh, it doesn't have to be like a, a universal thing. Um, speaking of which, I, I know you you wanted to take some notes and you wanted to you actually wanted to end up doing like rewatching Happy Death Day to you, and I'm like, come on, dude. Like, do we m- must we suffer for our art? And I I feel like we got our shots in. I, I, God, I can't imagine the size of this, the length of this episode. Cause we, you know, really like this one. And we're like, here's our laundry list of complaints now on to part <laughs> two, which we didn't like. Um, did you read that this originally was, you know, supposed to come out in the two thousands as a Michael Bay production and Megan Fox was the lead. And it was just a straight up slasher movie, not, not a, you know, slasher comedy or comedy, you know, slasher elements. Uh, and that was uh, Christopher Landon's influence that he he patched it up. Um, I cannot imagine, you know, the Michael Bay produced horror films like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, remake. I can't imagine what the Happy Death Day lens is, but I kind of wish it existed, had failed, and the Happy Death Day was a straight up remake that caught everyone off guard. Because <laughs> I would like to. To have those two side by side, and nothing against Megan Fox as far as you know, attractive woman. I cannot, you know, I'm. I was glad to read that the tone was totally different because I could just not see. I, I cannot see Megan Fox just farting in front of the male lead that she'll eventually swoon over, and I can't see the playfulness at, at all. Um, and I can't imagine really Happy Death Day without that sort of playful tone either. No, the premise does not lend itself to being serious whatsoever and i mean we we had to you know suspend some disbelief in order to see tree with uh this this joker i can't imagine you know I mean, again we suffered through megan fox and shia labeouf right 
Like, we couldn't believe yeah. that was happening. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. Uh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that we ultimately don't have that version. Even though you're right, I would love to tear... Uh, the fabric of time a little bit just to peek in to see what that would have looked like but ultimately no no i'm good uh happy death day is that weird movie that uh, that found uh, an audience um that was enthusiastic at just the right time and uh i i, I don't want to shit on happy death day to you too much i think it did take some wild swings and, and some landed and hey it, it was trying to do back to the future too right and and can't fault it for that. It, it gave it a shot, um, and I, I hope I hope this movie continues to find that audience in the home video. Peacock, um, baby, Peacock. Let's <laughs> let's finish this trilogy. 